Merch alert! You asked and we delivered. The Royals of Malibu now has merch. We've got so much to choose from, like Team Easton or Team Reed or Team Isaac hoodies and hats. Some fun items like Do Not Dim My Sparkle t-shirts or Ugly Hot hoodies. Plus, plenty of accessories too, like our Trom mugs, AirPod cases, tote bags, stickers, and more. We'll be sharing new drops, sales, and much more on our socials at the Royals of Malibu, so be sure to follow along. That's at the Royals of Malibu. Check out the merch website at emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. That's emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. Emerald Audio is now an imprint of Diversion Audio, focusing on female-led storytelling. Hey, I'm Chris Caffaro. And I'm Nick Caffaro. We're real-life brothers who play fake-life brothers Reed and Easton Royal on the hit podcast, The Royals of Malibu. On this companion podcast, we'll be doing a deep dive into each episode, giving behind-the-scenes insights, talking to some special guests, and maybe even having some laughs along the way. Welcome to The Royal Boys. Hey, Nick. What's up, Chris? How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm so good. I'm glad to be back. What's new? What's going on? You know, busy week. I went to two weddings this weekend. Did you really? Two weddings. One on Friday night, one on Saturday night. How were they? They were great. A lot of fun. Um, I went solo. No plus ones. Mm-hmm. Um, although for two weddings, plus one, plus one, that would be two. I mean, you could conceivably invite the same person. No. Oh, that would be crazy. So you went alone? I went alone. Went to catch feelings. Caught a cold. Nice. Um, but I'm doing all right. How are you doing? By the way, the myth that like weddings are like breeding ground for meeting people and hooking up is the biggest fallacy that has ever been perpetuated. It's a myth. It's like you said, by the wedding industrial complex. Yeah. Like what am I going to hit on a bridesmaid while her grandmother is staring at me and yeah, their families are all there. And then First of all, bride, bridesmaids always get a plus one. Um, and if they don't, it's probably because they're insane. <laughs> so you don't want to be associated with them. That's true. Uh, same with groomsmen. Equal opportunity. I was at one of those weddings with you. Oh, that's true. And I forgot. <laughs> I honestly forgot. Yeah, I was at one of the weddings. It was about an hour away from where we live. And I booked the hotel room for us to share. And when we got there, it wasn't part of the wedding block. It was like next door because I thought I would like get a deal and be thrifty. You sure got a deal. I did get a deal. It was the most disgusting hotel room. It smelled like animal urine, our room. We walked in and there was, first of all, there was an oven in the hotel room. Yeah, it was an extended stay suite, which sounds nice. I don't know who would stay there in any extended circumstance. But the oven was on when we walked in. And it wasn't like a, we're making you fresh cookies for your stay. No, it was just on reeking propane into the room. Yeah. And the bed looked like it had been made by me, which is to say, not well. I make a really good bed. Nick, but makes, yeah. a, Nick makes like a military style bed. I make like a... Let's just throw the duvet up in the air, and wherever it lands, now it's made. <laughs> so what did we do, Nick? I drove us home at 3 a.m. because I was not going to stay in that room. Yes. All right, our options were to get a really bad night's sleep and possibly 
most definitely bed bugs or just suck it up, drive home late at night, sleep in your own bed. And yeah. I think we made the right choice. So I spent all that money for nothing. But hey, it was your birthday that week. It was my birthday. Last we spoke, it was the day before your birthday. Now we are about a week removed. How mm-hmm. do you feel? Older? Wiser? I feel I feel the same, man. Age is a number. You know what I mean? You're you're only as old as you feel, and I feel young and spry and energized. And it's because of you, man. You keep me young. I don't believe one word you just said. It's true. You age me infinity and beyond. That would be a nice card. You age me infinity. And beyond. Toy Story 3. <laughs> Five. They have a three and a four. Do they already? Yeah. Well, does Andy, like, have his own kids? And Andy's dead. It was natural causes. <laughs> Andy. That's how old Andy was. He died of natural causes. If Andy from Toy Story was going to die, it would be, he would be murdered by Sid, the crazy neighbor. Yeah. In, like, a, in a really graphic and probably publicized way. Like, he would stream it. There's no world where Sid doesn't grow up to be a serial killer, right? I mean, that's like the surest sign. Like, as a child, you're mutilating toys and animals. And piecing them back together. Yeah, like Jeffrey Dahmer. That's how he got his start. So Sid is, like, currently eating somebody's bones. Andy's. Andy's bones. And the bone of his... I want Andy. (laughs) Do we have the rights to that song? We do now. What if Andy's foot bone had Andy written on it? (laughs) (laughs) What if Sid used all of Andy's bones and made a toy and that toy came to life and got in a fight with Woody and Buzz, Toy Story 6? I love that. I love that. It needs to be written and directed by Tim Burton, but I love it. Tim, I know you're listening. Of course he is. <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> Green light. You have my permission, and Pixar and Disney is also okay with it. Yeah. We spoke to Tim Cook and Bob Iger. And Tim Cook said, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> so then we called Bob Iger. <laughs> we said, Hey, man, we just spoke to Timmy. He said to talk to you. All right, Nick, what do you say we bring on our guest? I would love that, Chris. It's our first guest in Royal Boys history. Our favorite guest in Royal Boys history. So far, that's right. Uh, She is a dear friend. She is wildly popular on an internet app called TikTok. Um, She does lots of very funny videos on Instagram. Uh, Her mom videos are hilarious. She also has a special on Peacock called No Bad Days. Uh, very, very funny uh, woman. We're so lucky to have her. Please welcome Alyssa Limpiris. Hello. Wow. These are my favorite Kafaro boys and also my favorite royal boys. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's it's very exciting to be here. Um I know you guys very well outside of the Royals. And then here I am listening last night and I hear you boys up to no, you're such good boys, the Kafaro boys, but I don't know. The Royals are up to no good. They are. They will. These Royals will ruin you. Yeah. These Royals are kind of your guys' like anti, they're like the devil on your shoulder sort of thing. Would you have believed that I don't do drugs in real life? No, exactly. 
I how, I would have never. And and Chris, I could hear you at a certain point. You sounded very drunk in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. only do I not do drugs, people don't even offer me drugs. <laughs> I've, I've I've been to parties where like people are doing drugs and they'll see me and they won't even offer it to me. It's a waste of money. <laughs> it's just I guess I give off that face that just that pure face that. They don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And I feel it's because I think this is what you played in the office, but your face is very like, I'm in an acapella group. Your face is, <laughs> your face is very like, I'm in an adult acapella group still <laughs> after college. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what about my face? Do my face. Well, um, your face is more like, I, I used to play football and I was the best guy on the goddamn field. <laughs> oh, man. Don't judge a book by its face. But yeah, that's what my face says, but the rest but of my 5'9 your- frame does not support that. Yeah, but then, yeah, but yeah, wow, wow. Real quickly, at time of recording, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you very much to you as well. Are you going, you. Are you going out? Are you dressing up? What are your well, plans? Well, you know, Chris, we've talked about this ever so briefly, but I threw my back, I woke up Saturday and I was going about my day. And then at a certain point, I sat down and then I couldn't get up. And I'm like, they joke about that when you enter your like 30s. The life, the life alert commercial. <laughs> Literally, was like a life alert commercial. I sat down and I was like, oh, my back hurts a little. Then at a certain oh. point, I went to get up and I was like, I can't get up. And anyway, I've basically been sort of bed bound or couch bound. So I can't really trick or treat. If If someone comes to my door, I'll gladly give them candy, but... Historically speaking, no one comes to this door. You'll just throw candy at them. (laughs) It's funny you say that because the first year we ever moved here, I was like, this feels like a Halloween place because our old apartment wasn't. And I bought so much candy and no one came. And there was like this little girl walking with her dad. And I'm on the second floor. And I I was screaming like, hey, hey, do you want candy? And I chased her down (laughs) with candy. (laughs) My boyfriend was like, you could have, that's, you could be on list. That's assault. Yeah. That's assault. Yeah. So I also, I I hate to do this, but I feel like we got to throw out an old man alarm for throwing your back out. (laughs) Throwing your back out, doing nothing but sitting down. Yeah. Fire the alarm. Fire the alarm. You're so fucking old. I will say there's no, there's no like limit on when you're not allowed to trick or treat anymore, but I (laughs) think throwing your back out is... (laughs) Is God's way of saying it's time. Stay in. Yeah. Stay, Stay in. in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm going trick or treating. Um, I'm going as an acapella singer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't go trick or treating. I just went to the store and bought uh, Twix bars and threw them in my freezer, and I'm going to enjoy those uh, by myself after this. Twix? That's a the fr- candy a you want? Frozen with? Twix. A frozen Boo. Twix is nothing like Malibu, it. dude. Yeah, that's a Malibu for me, too. Okay, it's personal preference. So. Okay. Chris, if you're going to freeze any candy, what are you freezing? Well, the best sure. candy to freeze is the Charleston Chew. But well, that's true. That but- is true, Mike. That's old kind of an old man button. Jeez. You're so fucking old. That's, I think I'll that's like what they gave out in the war. Oh, yeah. Charleston Chew. Yeah, they were, they were rations. Yeah. Oh, it came out with both your limbs. Here's a Charleston Chew. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's, wow. uh, that, that's a, I don't like to judge, but that's a stupid answer, Chris. All right. <laughs> Twix loser. Twix yeah. are fantastic. They have a left. They have a right. I, but do they have a moderate? Because that's what the world needs. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's also kind of what your face screams. Are uh, you guys going to get trick-or-treaters? Because this is 
Chris, your first Halloween in that apartment? It is. Well, it, today is the one year anniversary of me moving to Los Angeles. Oh my God. Look yeah. at that. It's my anniversary. LA anniversary. This is this is his one year anniversary of being in this apartment. And this is my nine year to the day anniversary of being in my apartment. No which is, way. as you know, right outside of Chris's. So in nine years, I've never gotten a trick-or-treater. Is, is that, that true? Right? It could be because I close all the shades to eat my frozen <laughs> Twix alone, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that, you know what it is? We're in LA, so it's like, there's got to be streets that have such nice houses that people, like, if I were a kid here, I'd be like, no, take me to Rodeo Drive or whatever. Yeah, right. Take They're me to wherever the- candy bars. Exactly. I want to go to the Chanel Kardashians. bags. I want to yeah, get right. Chanel, exactly. They're not wasting time at our apartment doors for a fun-sized Twix. That's a little yeah. cool. Hey, Nick, what do you say we jump in to a recap of this episode? I would love to do that. You love down, it. Alyssa? Oh, I can't wait. So, Alyssa, you- are joining us today. That's right. As as somewhat of an out-of-context contributor, you've listened to this episode. And Correct. I just want to I just want to get your thoughts, immediate thoughts after listening to this thing. Well, I really, I mean it's sort of old man button, but I felt very like your guys' like aunt, because I was like, that's Chris, that's Nick. I can hear them. I can hear them. I was just <laughs> mostly very excited to hear you guys in these saucy roles. And I feel like I had a superpower because I'm like, I know their voices. I, so I can pin them. I can pick them out even even without seeing them. So yes. that's where a lot of my attention was going. And then I'd say I got a little overwhelmed because I didn't know anything that was going on. So I backed <laughs> up. I, I backed up. I went to season two, episode one, and then I rolled into it. Oh, and, wow. And then I got a little bit more of the context. Still some, like, I don't exactly know which of you is which, even though I heard which was which. Yes. So there's some things I'm, and someone left, and now she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And she might be staying because of you, Nick? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because of you, and then Chris, you got very drunk. and said, And you said you were a failure, you were like, you had a big dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And then you come back, all, everything's good, but then, uh-oh, you get a little nervous because someone walked in on you. I think the person who loves Nick walked in on you earlier with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're very close. You're very close. And this but is also very wrong. Yeah. Yes. Well, listen, in Malibu, everybody's fucking everybody. Yeah. Does this remind you of your high school experience? This was a little bit different from my high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one was a little different. I called my parents from an after prom to pick me up because I couldn't sleep and um, didn't want to <laughs> drink. Um, I didn't, yeah. And they I, said, I, no, you're going to be a cool kid. That's you right. Stay. You they, stay and yeah. learn how to fit yes, in. Stay. Exactly. Yeah. I was not familiar with a, a sexual side of myself in, in high school yeah. or drugs or alcohol, but I ran very fast. Right. So you can't have it all. <laughs> and, and no friends could keep up with you. <laughs> um. Uh, and now so, my back gives out at a moment's notice. <laughs> Life happens fast. Listen, what sometimes you sit down the wrong way and That's it's right. just uh, um okay, so season two, episode two, big house, big problems is the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um Ella returns, she's back in Malib- Malibu, but there's some there's some strings attached, right, Nick? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
There are. So she's coming back into a lot of drama. First stop she makes is her friend Savannah's house. And mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to, you know, this is at the very beginning, but I would like to make a little pit stop here and talk about this. Please. Savannah opens a door thinking that it's a non-contact delivery for Starbucks. Yes. Wild. Does anybody Wild. do that? Does like, wouldn't the ice melt? Like if there's one thing I'm not ordering to my door, it's coffee. No, but wait, oh, not- interesting. See what I oh, thought you were I saying. I thought your craziness was being like, why would she ever open the door? And that's where I was like, I agree. But in terms of getting <laughs> coffee ordered to my house. Oh, yeah. No, I do that. I do that. Well, isn't it cold or hot? Or like if you get a. It's, it's, the, always it's warm. the opposite it's of whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's warm, but but it's convenient. I mean, sometimes I think we live in such a terrible time, but then I think. I can just walk, like if I'm in bed and I'm like, I don't feel like making coffee, I can press a button. And then by the time I get up to my door, there's coffee. That's very cool. And it's a special time. I didn't know people ordered coffee yep. online. That's that's unbelievable to me. Oh, I think we might need an old man button for that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hit it. You're so fucking old. It is funny though that like we're just so spoiled because like I've gotten non-contact delivery before. And even that I'm like, I have to get off the couch (laughs) we're not we're not far off from like a a service where they just feed you (laughs) that's like our children will a hundred percent be fed by a drone drone delivery uber feeds uber feeds feeds. when i was waiting tables speaking of uber feeds there was a (laughs) very big celebrity a diva singer whose name i will not mention a diva mandel no but she came in, the restaurant was about to close. They locked off the back half of the restaurant. I served them. And she had her assistant cut her steak and feed it to her while she held her hands up in the air. No, no. Yeah, why the hands? Oh, absolutely crazy, Rihanna. That- no, it's not Rihanna. All, no, but I'm not going to say who it was, but all she wants for Christmas is yeah. you. That's all I'll say. Wow. That is wild. We're kind and, of all just trying to return to being a baby. That's kind of the goal. It's like, yeah. how much like comfort can we add back into our life? And then if you're ultra famous, it's like, yeah, fuck it, feed me. <laughs> but when I try to breastfeed in public, everyone gets weird. <laughs> I like it. Thanks, man. Okay, so Ella and Valerie and Savannah all reunite. Valerie's uh, going through this breakup, right? Yes. And we right, find out. I think she got cheated on. Is that right? She got exactly. cheated on. Now, here's the thing. She's ta- she's describing how she discovered that her girlfriend was cheating on her. And she said that she was FaceTiming with her and heard the person in the background. And that's how she figured it out. And my first thought was, if you're cheating on your partner, which I do not condone, why would you answer the FaceTime when the person you're cheating with is there? I, I don't answer FaceTimes unless I have fair warning that it is coming. If I get a random FaceTime, I will not answer it. I screen yeah. that shit. Yeah. So that is insane to me. Insane behavior. But I will say this has happened. A friend of mine found out that they were being cheated on because their partner accidentally FaceTimed them, pocket dialed FaceTimed them while they were having sex with someone. <gasps> That's no. crazy. They stayed on the line the whole no, time. No, Wait, they, was no. Pocket dog, was he wearing pants? I that's what <laughs> I said. He was having sex with this person? I mean, listen, I've never had sex before, but I assume that it wouldn't involve pants. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Your face says acapella and uses the zipper hole. <laughs> <laughs> when I was telling my comedy partner that I was moving to LA, I called him and told him and he was like, you know, um, that makes me sad, but I'm really proud of you. And then we hung no, up no. and then he, I went and took a shower and he had pocket dialed me and left me a three minute voicemail. And he texted me before I listened to it. It was like, oh my God, I just sent you an email. I'm so sorry. Or a voicemail. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's so embarrassing. And so I listened to it. No. And it was him telling his wife. <gasps> And he walked into his house and he and he was crying. He was like, Chris is moving to LA and I'm so sad. And it was the sweetest thing. I still have it because it was so heartwarming. And it was, it, but it's just funny because like of all the ways that could have gone, it went in like the really tender, sweet way. Totally. Oh, it's also so funny, like how much life is just masking. Like the fact that your friend was like, of course, Good, yeah. good. And then- Well, that's a very masculine thing, right? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's, is yeah. Is this, is what they do, a feminine thing? Because like they're having like this girl's night. They're burning letters. They're drinking orange wine, which by the way, I love. I love. I love a small batch orange wine. So mm-hmm. kudos to these ladies for drinking. I know, very, very sophisticated for very sophisticated. high schoolers. Yes. Who should not be drinking, by the way, old man yeah. arm, should not be drinking, but- And if, if you are drinking, drink- you should be drinking $4 bottles of wine. Yeah, it shouldn't even be in a bottle. It should be. It should be in like a, a bag. Boxer bag. Boxer yeah. bag. Exactly. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so they're, bur- they're they have a bonfire with all her ex's stuff, and uh, they're burning everything. Which yeah. is, I mean, that's a pretty outrageous behavior, especially in Malibu, like where there are forest fires. True. Mm, that's true. Very irresponsible. Have, have either of you done anything like post breakup crazy? I would say I'm I'm a little bit of a different type of crazy. I'm a clinger, so I don't think I would burn anything. I think I'd like gr- bury it somewhere. You know, I think I would have a very the fact that someone could be like I'm done and then burn all their stuff. I'm like, oh, we have very different we have very different brains. So I could never burn it. I I would like build a shrine that you could shrine. visit. Yeah, like an altar in your closet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you guys? No, I've never done that. I I mean, I think one time my ex-girlfriend, like right after we broke up was like, come pick up all this stuff. And she gave me like all the keepsakes she had kept from me and gave them back to me, which um, was very painful. And like, uh, and, but like, I didn't, like I didn't have the heart to throw it out for a long time. (laughs) So like, she, like, it was kind of a power move because she was like, I like, here's your shit that you gave me back your move. And so then I just had like pictures of us and like ticket stubs and all this, (sighs) like all these notes I'd written to her in my closet. Uh, And I clung to those for, for a while. And then totally, you know, eventually got rid of them. My ex-girlfriend's family gave me so much wonderful stuff that I, I can't give it away. Like I need (laughs) to keep it. It's, it's the best stuff I own by far. <laughs> it's like the best quality clothing I'll ever have. It's true. Like every time he's wearing something, I'm like, uh, where'd you get that? 
And he's like, well, yeah, you know. And I'm like, damn, that's a really nice cashmere. Yeah, well, good, yeah. So none of us are burners. Uh, yeah, I'm not burning that. But I do want I want to know what the hell a Squishmallow is. And I know I'm probably an old man alarm here, I, but. You're so fucking old. I think it's old man alarm for all of us, but I think it's like they're Don't just. Speak this- for me. I know what it is. All right, go ahead. All you. Yeah, what is it? It's really just those big round stuffed us, animals. Please. Yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. First of all, smile more. Second of all, <laughs> just kidding. Mansplain a squishmallow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're just like stuffed animals. Like They're the round ones. You see them like in the windows of the right. stores. And they're super soft, plush. It's a, it's a stuffed them animal. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could all be wrong, but that's my, my – I thought that, but I didn't think they were that big. I thought they were like small like this. Oh, you're thinking think- of the Tamagotchi. <laughs> Which I will say I was on – Set of a SAG waiver project. Which she Chris works. She me books, on. folks. That's exactly right. And a very cool costume designer, Gen Z, was not only preoccupied with her, like the life of her Tamagotchi, but wearing one on her neck. So they're back. They're Whoa. back, baby. They're back. Really? She couldn't be cooler. Was her name Jennifer Z? Or like she was in Gen Z. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm serious. Even know. Malibu. Malibu. No, her name was Claire, and she's an incredible costume designer who happens to be in the age bracket of Gen Z. I see. I and see. currently single parent to a Tamagotchi around her neck. Exactly. So, so have so some respect. respect. Please. Yeah, that's true. Full-time job, yeah. single Tamagotchi mom. Well, she can do it all. Yep. I do love that those things are coming back. I do love that these girls are having girls' nights, uh, you yeah. know, especially in high school. It feels very mature. They're watching bad reality TV, which, honestly, I'm well, into it. Best. Small yeah. batch orange wine, reality TV, sign me up. What's your favorite reality show, Nick? I mean, I was into Vanderpump for quite a while. Wow. How about Survivor? Any Survivor heads here? Oh, wow. No, so... I like it's the show that I'm afraid of because I, yeah, that's right to be. Yeah. I know that if I watch one episode, I will have to watch all 97 seasons in one sitting. And I just simply can't do that to myself. That's literally my relationship with it is it's like, I, I hate starting it because I know once I start, like there goes my life for a little bit. Truly. Yeah. Are you up to date on this no. new? Se- oh, cause I've heard this new season is like incredible so far really okay i gotta watch but i don't I, or maybe it was the last I usually one just watch whatever is on like a streamer yeah mm. i can't do that if i'm doing it i need to start from the beginning i need to read mm. it like a book i don't mm. like this about myself i'll admit but no. that is the way i am yeah you're not built for the streaming world man nope that's why i'm on strike <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why speaking of uh, real quick going back uh old man alarm on savannah mm. You're so fucking old. Who references Animal House. And I would venture to bet that she didn't know what Animal House was. Yeah. Yeah. That- like that movie was old for us. us when we were young. But maybe it's retro. Maybe it's like old school. Maybe it's like the Beatles. Or maybe. It's like, oh, I watched the oldies like Animal House. <laughs> as long as it's not like Anchorman. If that was already considered to be like then archive. We would, be, we would have to be close to dead. That would be the end of our time. That would be like us pulling our backs out. And- <laughs> well, I do remember that there was a day when we were recording and we were talking to Alyssa McKay, who plays Ella, and we we were like, so, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? She's like, oh, I like like old school hip hop, like, oh, no. you know, not Nas and Usher. And I was like, old school? <laughs> Usher is old school? Usher now? singing the Super Bowl. I know, but I was like, that's not old school. Wow. Yeah, it happens fast. He literally looks younger than me. Yeah, I know. That guy looks great. 
But yeah, I, I was listening to a radio station called The Blend the other day, and I was mm-hmm. like, I love this. <laughs> the Blend. It was just, it was just such like old sort of calm music, and I was like, this is nice. This is nice. Yacht Rock is my pump up music. Really? Yacht Rock is great. Yeah. Little Michael McDonald. Are you kidding me? You don't know me. Do we have the rights to that song? We do now. I think that was so indistinguishable from the original that you would lose in court (laughs) (laughs) or win in court I suppose yeah that's very funny thank you okay so the gals are having a gals night they're having their orange wine and then this is my entrance into season two I'm an intruder that's right intruder in the house they hear well they don't know it's me yet right so let me ask you a question uh, Mm -hmm. Alyssa mostly to you you're in the house with your with your ladies you're watching, you're, you're a little, you know, tipsy. You sure. hear an intruder. What are you doing? Because there's a lot of different reactions going on here. Val starts freaking out. Savannah says she wants to go to a panic room. And Ella screams to the guy that she has a gun and he needs to leave. Okay, well, if I had a panic room, I'd be in there all the time. <laughs> and I would have already been in there when the guy came in and I'd be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Just living in the panic room. I have having your coffee deliveries to the panic room. <laughs> That's so funny. Now, one time we, I was, it was early in the pandemic, and we were getting an attempted robbery, and so we were like, we heard the the door jangling, and I, we had a bat, and I just grabbed the bat and held the bat, and so that's, I guess, I would, my fight or flight would would tell me to to fight, which is, I think, the Boston in me. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. it, kid. You're gonna, you're gonna get in the fight if you gotta. You're not going down without swinging. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Petty Williams. Oh man, alarm! You're so fucking. What, old. what? What happened? It was just like rattling of the, like running. It was in a back. We sort of lived up a back alley, so we heard like running up the stairs, and then just like jangling, 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 and like trying to to get in. But I, like I don't Santa think, Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe. it was Christmas Eve, Christmas and uh, it was just we left out cookies. Man. There was clumping, clumping on the stairs, <laughs> bells. <laughs> you beat right, the bludgeon beat Santa Claus with a bat. All of our cookies were gone. Yeah, and Santa had to unfortunately retire after that. He was had such, yes. yeah. But good for you for grabbing the bat. I have a bat under my bed for all you listeners. So uh, that would be my first line of defense right. as well. It doesn't really feel like it would ever be helpful, but you you just sort of like, you have something to clutch. You're like, Ugh. But anyway, it ends up, being that it's not an intruder, it's actually Easton, who is very, very drunk. And high. That could be true. Well, he says, she she asks, like, what'd you do? And he's like, a little bit of this, a little, a little bit, bit of, that. of that. Yeah, well. I also feel like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, if said in a real like, lo- like Long Island accent, becomes a very different thing. Becomes crime That's family. True. What do you, what do you yes, do for work? Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Waste management, construction. Yeah, exactly. What's the drunkest you've ever been? Oof. Well, I will say there was a time I was visiting my sister in college. Mm, that'll get you. And uh, I got very drunk and I made sick on myself uh, <laughs> on the walk home. And then she brought me inside and she like knelt me down near the toilet. Um, and made me pray. To, to uh, like to vomit in the toilet. But- what I did, and I don't have any recollection of this, is I proceeded to cleanse my face in the toilet. No, the toilet water. Oh, no, no. I, it's a royal you know, like, flush. You know, 
That is a royal flush. Oh my, stinky! But you know the uh, you know the Neutrogena commercials where they like yes. cup the water yes. and splash it, it over their face. Like oh. It was like that's what I was doing with the toilet water. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I think there's like the amount of money you'd have to pay me to do that is so, so high. Well, I have a a little side story here, if I may. A friend of mine was dating this man for like many years. They're now married, but she discovered that like she walked in on him, you know, in the bathroom once. She discovered that after he's done going number two, he'll flush and then he will cup the water with his hand and splash it to like rinse his bottom and using the toilet water. And she was like, what are you doing? And whoa, he was whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. And he was like, that's, that's what I was taught. That's and like a bidet. Like do he was doing like a human bidet. He was doing that in exactly. the room with her in the bathroom. Yeah. Just like, it was like, that's what you do. That's how you clean your ass. <laughs> The things we could teach our children, because it's like someone taught him that. I was like, this is what everyone does. And this man has walked around for close to three decades doing this. With a filthy hand. (gasps) Yeah. That is so anyway. Remind me not to thumb wrestle him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's tough to beat. Mine's just like, uh, yeah, I got very drunk in college. (laughs) Whoa. Slow down, Alyssa. It was so sick. It was so sick. Did somebody have to throw you in the shower? No, no. But also, like, I don't, I, I think I should have, like, maybe someone should have, but I was, yeah. <laughs> but you didn't have any friends, as we learned That's earlier. Right. That's exactly right. I have. Wait, Nick, you were thrown into a shower yeah. to sober up? I almost don't even want to tell this story, but I feel like I have to. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. This is a safe space. But does that even work is my question. Uh, it Wait, didn't what? work. What's the you, it was senior skip day in oh, high school. Nick. Oh, high school. And I had a baseball scrimmage. That afternoon in our, which was absolutely a jerk move by the coach to schedule a scrimmage on senior skip day. But he was like, you guys could still do senior skip day, but you got to be at the scrimmage. So it was like the first time like I ever drank and it was at a friend's house in a hot tub for probably eight hours Mm. in the sun, drinking gin out of a Poland spring bottle. And Uh, I'm going to throw up. I got so probably dehydrated, drunk, sun uh poison all of it then they we had to get ready for the game and my friends realized like oh shoot nick's not gonna make it so they threw me into a shower and put my uniform on in the shower no after they yeah (laughs) just soaking wet on the bus yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway nick went five for five (laughs) two home runs best game i ever had best game of my life yeah Yeah. wow no absolutely insane but, That's uh, such classic you, though. Like you're you're the the goody goody boy, and then like when you when you make the one mistake, or like you like when you go for it, you go big. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, speaking of, actually, this is a that's a great transition because at this moment. Uh, Savannah reveals to the girls that Easton has not been good lately. He's been really bad, having a lot of drugs. Him and Reed have been going hard uh, lately with drinking. Reed. In drugs, Easton. Um, and that's very sad. It's very sad for high schoolers to be going through that. That made me sad. Maybe it's because I'm a goody two shoes. I don't know. But um, no, it's true. It well, feels no, like an I mean, problem. It feels like, oh, to have to deal with that in high school, along with all the other stuff you have to deal with in high school, that just sounds like a lot. Yeah. But it also pisses me off because, like, Reed is drinking a lot, but he's also just shredded up. And, like, 
I could go three months without drinking and I, I will never see an ab on my body. <laughs> I've tried so hard. I went four months without eating sugar. I stopped drinking. I work out six times a week. And you gain and I'm gaining pounds. weight. It is so upsetting. I you think, might be pregnant. Yeah, maybe it's the Italian in me. I think I'm like half Genoa salami. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, these boys have, uh, the Royal Boys have had uh, the real ones. I mean, Easton and, and Reed, you know, they lost their mother. They have a sort of absent father and they have access to lots of money and lots of privilege. And I think that's a bad combination. Yeah. And their mother also had addiction problems. And so, yeah, it's, it is scary and sad. And it's, uh, they're on tenuous ground. But Easton makes a concerted effort and an agreement with Ella. And he's like, listen, for you, if you stay, I'll come, I'll, I'll get clean. He also uh, admits his love while he's very drunk to Savannah. He cool. says, have I ever told you you're the love of my life? Which I thought was a very funny line to say when you are completely drunk. Okay, can I tell you something? No. The first time I said I love you to my girlfriend, I was drunk. And she does not let me forget it. But the thing was, and I've tried to explain the story, was I had been planning to say it all like for like a week. It's true. It was in, he wrote it in his journal. <laughs> well, I had been planning to say it. that Like that was the plan. And then it seeped into and, your head and it was in your head. And so then when you were drunk, you were like, well, I'm just going to say it. It's up there in my head. Why not just get you? Yeah. yeah. It was my birthday and I was going to say it that night, but I, we had a day party and I drank a little too much. So she's like, well, that doesn't count. I'm like, well, that counts. But you were going to you know, tell her drunk- you love her on your birthday? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> There's something that feels selfish about that. Why? I, maybe because I hate you, but I don't know. That feels, Alyssa, does that not feel selfish? Aren't you supposed to say I love you on someone else's birthday? No, or just I like a day that isn't about you? Well, I guess in my head, I would say, well, it's my, I get why you would have the sort of, it's your birthday, it's your day of birth, and you're like, oh, but you're the only person I want to spend it. It, it, it is reiterating of like, oh, I, I must really love you. It's but he was like, around so many people. <laughs> I did do it. I did into a PA microphone at a safe way. He uh, brought her to an elementary school and made an announcement. <laughs> And I was drunk. Uh, so I guess I see why she was upset. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But listen, what, what's the line? The, 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 drunken, the drunken mind speaks the sober heart. Mm, listen. I think that was Shakespeare. It, it was Dan Shakespeare yeah. he, uh, from Wis- Wisconsin. Speaking of love, though. Um, Tell me. Isaac calls Ella during all this. All this chaos mm-hmm. is happening. And this guy, I tell you, this guy is is my nemesis because he's just so nice and he he sets the bar way too high. He she's like, you know, things are are harder than I expect. I might have to stay. And he said, take as long as you need. I understand. Nobody does that. I know. Nobody understands. What a guy. But do you think though, like, uh, and Alyssa, I'll ask from a woman's perspective, like, because isn't there something to be said about like, well, no, I want you to. I want you to care. I want you to fight for me. I don't know. Well, I think that it's a combo of both. You want someone to fight for you, but also you want someone to give you your, if you're saying I need space to do this thing right now, then I think if someone was like, of course, take that space, then it would feel like, oh, you're not making me feel, you know, tied, suffocated so that I can still exist in this relationship. It's very, again, very mature. Fight for you. Eh, That feels kind of movie. I don't really want someone like knocking on my door. (laughs) Yeah. 
throwing rocks. It does feel yeah. kind of movie. But what I will say, and this comes up a lot in this episode with like, they're saying like, I'm not ready to talk about it when they don't want to talk about something or protecting her peace or, um, you know, I'm an empath or all this stuff. Like there's a lot of really high level emotional maturity that I'm wondering True. that was not present when I was in high school. You're right. Like, no, I don't know if that is like a new thing today. Uh, maybe that's something that like we should be proud of for our new up and coming generation. I don't know. Uh, I think but- so. It does feel that way based on TikTok and just, I don't know, the way people talk about emotions online and mental health online. It does feel like a very different landscape than when we were in high school. Absolutely. Which is good. I think that's See, I feel like mine's the opposite where I'll look back and be like, wow, I was was really going through it. I was really depressed. And my mom or my parents would be like, no, no one was happier than you. (laughs) The happiest baby, the happiest kid. No. Why do you think that that that's because she believes that or because she doesn't want to maybe admit that she missed some signs? Right. I, th- I mean, I don't know. I think even growing up, it was just very like, don't talk about like there was a real separation of like what you felt and what you like presented. Like, I remember even mm-hmm. when I first started talking about like depression and whatever, when my dad was still alive, he like was like, don't do why are you doing that? Why are you like, so I think that there was just a bit of a, I don't know protection of what was said outside of the home. And I think our generation likely went in the opposite direction because probably a lot of people had that at home. And so now the newer generation is experiencing probably more openness. Yeah. Which I think is very healthy. Totally. Totally. Were you so sad when Chris left Nick, like as a high schooler? Oh yeah. That was really hard. When (gasps) uh, him and my sister left, I was very, very sad and very quiet. I was having a hard time. Of for course. Sure. And now you're reunited. And no one apologized. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for going to college, Nick. Yeah, I, I promise you, I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that. Uh, it was sweet. tough when you went too, because I had just graduated college when you were going in oh. and I moved back home with my parents and, uh, and that's he suck. was gone. Yeah. And so that was a tough, I was only there for a few months, but like that was a tough sort of switch of like, oh, Nick's going to have this great adventure that I'm just leaving and I'm living at home waiting tables at a fondue restaurant (laughs) and totally, you know, auditioning, you know, for anything they'll throw my way. So you auditioned right after school. Yeah. I started started auditioning. Yeah. When I was 15, I started. Both of you? No, 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 no. Just him. Wow. And- your parents, like, how did, how did your, your parents just knew about, like, you were like, I want to audition and they just helped you. Yeah. Well, it's, it was, my sister signed me up for a talent show without my knowledge. I did it. There was like someone in the audience who was like, Hey, I want to connect you with this agency uh, in New York city. And I went in with my mom Ah! uh, and we met with them and they signed me and I'm still with that commercial agency. No way. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so they would, you know, they sent me out and, uh, I think I just sort of, you know, there's something about this business where it's like, if you just stick around long enough, people will, will let you throw you. Totally. It's a resilience. It's a war of attrition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So anyway, Nick, then what happens? Uh, well, then we get the big reveal, right? Callum, Callum 
and it invites it calls the family together well for no a, actually a dinner before that um Ella, st- Ella, Ella decides. So after that, Ella decides to stay. She stays the night. She's making a latte in the morning. Easton wakes up. He talks to her. There's actually one thing that I did want to say. Uh, she's like, wow, you look like shit. And he's like, oh, damn. I, I thought I had a sexy strung out Pete Davidson thing going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I never will understand it. I don't understand why people think this man is sexy. You. Uh, viewers, Alyssa l- lis- listeners, uh, you can't see this, but Alyssa is flabbergasted. Uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy to me because I'm like, oh, I can't see how anyone doesn't see it. I'm like, of course, of course. Wh- what? Uh, I don't even know where to start, but it's an of course for me. I'm like, he's just like, he's very like emotionally in touch. He's very like sensitive. He's got a lot of tattoos. He's... I gotta Jeez. get some tattoos. Jesus, <laughs> I know you would look great in a in a tattoo, Nick. I, I just I, think I thought about very, getting one. Everyone yelled at me, but that's also like I think there's a, if you like that type, then that that feel like I'm like yeah, that he's just yeah. the king of that type. So if you like that type, then it's like well yeah, he's the he's the top well, of the chain. Yeah, well you know he's he's funny. He came he came up when he was like a kid, you know, a young kid, and it was like the like sort of like yeah i don't know what i'm doing kind of thing and then he started dating all these smoking hot celebrities who are objectively attractive and that and then that gives that allure and then he becomes something bigger than himself and then you know then he gets yeah that's he was dating a kardashian and now it's because you know he has become something greater than what he really is yeah, yeah. well anyway that was that was just one thing i i needed to i needed to get off my chest yeah. and uh apparently well, i'm in the wrong but anyway so he doesn't look like that. He looks terrible, and that's why Ella ends up staying. He begs her to stay. Says, "I'll quit all my habits," and so she does. And she goes back to the royal house, and she sees Reed for the first time coming out with his ripped body out of the pool. So hot! <laughs> it's got to be a revenge these, body, right? I keep these are my favorite muscle. moments. My favorite moments of the podcast are when it gets real, like, erotic novelty. Mm-hmm. And it's like his glistening pecs and his muscles. And it's like, yeah. It's so funny because <laughs> Alyssa, early on, um, we have a really great social media team behind the podcast. And they're like, every week we'll post, you know, pictures leading up to the episode. And one of them was like, Team Reed or Team Easton. And it was just a picture of two guys, like, lifting up their shirt with, like, their six-pack abs glistening. And Chris sent it to me and was like, should we post one of our actual apps? <laughs> <laughs> Just like our daily centaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Just disgusting. See, now I'll kind of go ahead and I'll go ahead and say the Pete Davidson thing you said about bodies. Like to me, I'm like, there's that does not like I don't see like a ripped chest. And I'm, I'm like, oh, like that's not really a big thing for me. Oh, really? Yeah. So like when So when, I could when, stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I to me I'm like what yeah, ripped ripped abs or whatever. Like I'm like, yeah, that's that's not really in that doesn't really interest me. Like if it's there, that's fine, but it's not something where I'm like Yeah. Yeah. Which I think would put me that's like a different bucket of Pete David. Like I bet those Pete those types don't interact. We go down pa- different yeah. Yeah, yeah. paths. But have you ever been in a, a, a breakup situation where afterward you tried to get that revenge body? Because I think that's what Reed's doing here, packing on muscle. 
I'll tell you what. One time I tried to do like a, I want to get rid of all my hair because of this breakup. And it was oh, like no. revenge on self. You know, it yeah. was not, it was, <laughs> it was not, it was like I handed him the win. You know, I just sort yeah. of immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know that's a close. Like, why did Alyssa shave her head? <laughs> wow, I was just about to get back with her, but <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. What about you guys? Have you guys ever gone into like, okay, it's time? Yeah, well, she'll like, be sorry. Every other week, I try, but <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know the formula. I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna keep eating candy and get a few tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's like like when you go through a breakup, it it's about the routine, right? So like getting back into a routine yes. is helpful because it's like, okay, now I'm exercising and eating well and I'm in control. Right, 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 right. So it's, it's less about like, I got to look hot for now that I'm back on the market. Yeah. Right. And it's more like, I got to get like control of my something. life together. Yeah. I, I went through a breakup like right at the beginning of COVID. So oh. between that and COVID and a bunch of other stuff, I needed like a routine and that's what I turned to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did show to a certain extent. I definitely, my body started changing, but I just can't quite get over that peak. You're crazy. You guys are like both so fit. You're just comparing yourselves to these, the real, the real royal brothers who seem to be right. some sort of. That's true. Know. Maybe this isn't healthy for us. <laughs> yeah. No, but dude, it's all about how you feel, not about how you look. Literally, hundred percent. Most important, and clearly, the Cafaro boys feel great. Uh, and the royal boys don't. Even That's true. Even though they're big mus- muscle boys, and they're about That's to true. feel a lot worse because of the news they're about to get at dinner at Mastro's. And yes, Callum brings them there with Brooke, who last we had seen Brooke had uh, was sitting on Reed's lap on his birthday with no shirt on, and had stormed out of of the royal house screaming because Callum bailed on her. Hmm. And now, what do we learn? What do we learn, folks? We learn that they're back together. They're engaged, and, and there's a bun in the oven. Yeah, there is a bun in the oven, folks. And this is probably the the single biggest reveal of the series up until now. Uh, I mean, because for all we know, and Ella quickly is like, wait, what's the math? How many weeks yeah. long are you? And she does the math, and she realizes, oh, shit. This is Reed's baby. Shout out to the um, math department at Coral Canyon High School. Yeah, she did, she she did pretty quick math there. That yeah. Math. Yeah. That's, that's common core math right there. Mm-hmm. Common core. Yes, no child left behind. Including the one in Brooke's Tum Tum. Mm-hmm. We leave this episode reeling. Reed is storms out. He's like, oh, I got to go see where they parked my car. It's <laughs> such a funny uh, line. Because the valet <laughs> took we are it. Left, we are left to wonder. And we're just going to have to keep listening to find out. Well, we know what happens. Alyssa, what, what, do you, what do you think happens? Whose baby do you think it is? I think it's Reed's baby. <gasps> and I think there will be twins. And Reed will get <gasps> one. And Easton will get the other. And then in the royal grandchildren, we will see these two meeting up years down the road. And discover it. We'll each give them a piece of a locket. Yes. They- <laughs> yes. The color of the locket? Blue. Yes. That will be Royal season blue. season 29. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That's so funny. <laughs> well, since we're wrapping up, I think it's, Nick, what time is it? It is time for Royal Decrees. Hear ye, hear ye. A Royal Decree. A Royal Decree. All right, Nick, do you want to go first? 
Sure. I will go first. Um, not to bring the mood down, but, you know, this week we we had a big loss. Uh, Matthew Perry mm. passed away mm-hmm. tragically. And I just, my royal decree is that I think he is perhaps the best television actor of all time. And wow. shout out to him. Mm. He is one of the reasons I got into comedy. I feel like from him and his performance in Friends, I learned what sarcasm was. I yeah. learned quick wit. And I um, just think we were so lucky to have gotten to see that performance. It's one of the best comedic performances I believe you'll ever see, Chandler Bing. So rest in peace, Matthew Perry. My royal decree goes out to you. That's very nice. I, and I won't even combat it or joke about it because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very sad. All right, Alyssa. Well, I guess, what's your royal decree? You know, I, I, I guess I'm just going to kind of piggyback off of Nick's and say that because of this news this week, I've been watching a lot of Friends. I've been rewatching a lot of Friends, and I guess my royal decree is like I want more shows about n- nothing in particular. I think it's so cozy mm. to watch a show and know that no matter what, like the structure of the ch- show is not going to really change much. It's sort of like Chris, what you were saying about like working out and getting in a routine. I think there's something so cozy and safe about knowing like no matter what hijinks happen in this show, by the end of it, I'm still going to see these characters in this cozy space and they're going to be here tomorrow or on the next episode. Yeah. I, I want, I want more of that because there's, I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Less premise. I totally agree. And more character. Just like, let's yes. see them live life. Right. And I think that's why we were so drawn to, Chandler and Matthew Perry because it's like he was a yeah, he was a character we weren't I can't even tell you many of his like storylines I'm more just like no him as a as a person as a character the blending of Matthew Perry and Chandler Bing is what we're all like and uh, the fact that you could like hear a line and be like oh that's such a Chandler line or that's totally you know, is such a testament to how strong that character was totally yeah Chris what about you I'm gonna go in a different direction please in honor of Halloween which is when we're recording mm-hmm. this you know, I've seen a lot of takes online that are like mocking people who celebrate Halloween or Halloween's not for adults, blah, blah, blah. And not only do I strongly disagree about adults not being able to participate in Halloween, I think and I decree adults should have more than one day a year where they can dress up and be silly. Because I went to a party This weekend, everyone was dressed up. It was this big party at this big club. Very cool. Everyone was having a great time. And like, yeah, I'm very cool. I go to clubs. Uh, It was like, oh yeah, these are people. And as actors, specifically like sketch comedians, like we are, like we get to be goofy and dress up and have fun all the time. So I think like, especially amongst the comedic community, there's sort of like a snark about like, oh, (laughs) you're SpongeBob. And it's like, yeah, most people don't have an outlet to like be silly and cut loose. And this is why I'm also a big proponent of SantaCon, which I know is an insane thing to say publicly, but like, as long as you're not being obnoxious and like destroying property and like being gross, like, yeah, people need an outlet. People need to dress up and have an excuse to just be silly. And I I think it goes to what you're saying, Alyssa, about like shows that are just fun. Like we need more fun. We need more excitement. So like, yeah. Make fun of people all you want, but you know what? They're having fun and you're not. And I hereby decree, dress up more. I love it. I agree. I agree. And I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and add one to that, Chris. 
We should be knocking on doors asking for candy more often too. That should be, it wouldn't it be so cool if that was just something you could always do? Like if you had like, whenever you wanted, you could just knock on a door and they'd be like, hey, how can I help you? They're like, oh, trick or treat. And oh, and they got, gave you a piece of candy. And that was just sort of an all year round kind of thing. I would love that. If you ever I want mean, a piece we, of candy, need, we need more, we need more community. We, we need more neighborly love. Yep. But also the thought of having to store candy in my house year round. That's right. That's the bigger problem. Well, any final words? I love what you boys are doing. I can't wait to see what happens next. And please, please get some help. Both of you in this show, you both need help and I hope you find it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lucky for you, there are more episodes to be revealed and I think you might be pleasantly surprised. Okay, can't wait to listen. Alyssa, you are so, so wonderful. I just love you so much. You're so funny. I adore everything you do. And you're, you're just, you're just a perfect person. Thank you so much for doing this. I feel the same way about both of you guys. So thank you so much for having me. It was a treat. Oh, it was so great having you. Alyssa, for our listeners, A, do you have anything coming up? And B, where can they follow you? They can follow me at Alyssa Limp on all of my platforms. And yeah, follow me there. I got some live shows coming up. We got stuff coming out. So if you follow me, you'll you'll see you'll see what's happening. Amazing. Alyssa, we love you so much. Love you. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for having me. Uh, this has been season two, episode two of The Royal Boys. And I guess we'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. <laughs>